please note that this episode was originally recorded as a webinar in 2021. To view the original webinar, simply visit the BD Consultancy's YouTube channel. Hello and welcome to BDTV. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we're delighted to have as a guest Sam Edmonds, a senior inter interior designer with HLW. Welcome, Sam. Hi, welcome. Thank you very much. Good to be here. Thanks. Thank you, Sam. So HLW is a, is a global firm of architects and workplace consultants, um, really strong in professional services. Uh, so hence, hence our interest in having Sam's insight today, uh, and especially strong in technology as well. I um, work across the globe, a large practice in, in the US, but also um, across Europe and the Middle East. I know that currently working on things uh, from, from Israel through to, through to Rome and uh, throughout the UK. Uh, recent clients include Accenture, Massars, and Lewis Silkin, as well as some biggies like Facebook, Amazon, and Google. So Sam, it must be an amazing time to be involved in, in, in the change around how offices are, are being used. Really love to know what, what do you, what are you seeing and what are you hearing in terms of how uh, professionals are, are, are returning, returning to the office and, and how they're using it differently? It's, it's a really, it is to say, it's a, it's a really great time actually sort of in, in workplace um, design. Um, it's, it's on everyone's, everyone's top of agenda. So everyone is talking about sort of returning to the office and how it's, that's going to be. And it's kind of something that we've been obviously um, in, um, in the profession and, and the industry thinking about of the middle of last year and actually sort of how how will actually work um and now kind of now with sort of with the COVID restrictions coming back and everyone talking about hybrid it's actually sort of finding out sort of where you people sit within within their environment um i think more so than ever the fact that no no two offices are now the same and the fact they're occupied by very different different people and again from within certain industries and the same industries the, there are two companies that are very different so it's trying to sort of figure out sort of where actually people sit um i think what what people are really doing most of is actually engaging with with their employees um i, I sort of been working in sort of workplace strategy for a um, design and strategy for over six years and i've never seen so much engagement as i have done or questioning in the last kind of six months because people there is no this is this kind of the new way of, of working, new way of thinking. So people are very much kind of thinking, well, actually, how are we going to do this? How are we going to get people back into the office? How are we going to want to get them engaged? Yeah. Because people have been kind of sort of shut at home for, for 18 months or so. And I've got used to it. Um, and also the fact that, that whole kind of the, the routine of actually coming back in. Um, there, again, the fact that sort of people are very sort of hesitant on a health issue, then there are people that hesitant to see which people have taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. But I think very much so what people are actually doing is like, what is the office for? Um, as well as the fact that why are we actually doing it? So it's a combination of sort of, uh, of, of concentrative working, collaborative working, mentoring, coming in, actually being part of, of, um, as it's, of um, um, a company, uh, the culture. And I think one of the other things that, that really needs to be addressed as well is looking at the culture. How do you instill culture within a company when you haven't got people coming together? Yeah. And those kind of things as well is that how do we, pour all of this into one and the analogy that we've been using we've now gone from we're now basically dealing with a 3d jigsaw puzzle um and it's a great way of looking at it because that that no way is the right way is the wrong way it's all very much down to sort of how how you engage with employees how you engage with sort of um company owners and managers 
um, and how you actually want to sort of be seen to the outside world. Because I think what we're seeing, especially in a lot of the professional companies, that uh, services companies that we're working with, is not only just their, their internal kind of workplace experience, is also their client experience and actually well, how we're going to um, receive clients in. Are they going to work? How we can, and we're seeing as well as sort of uh, people, um, especially a lot of the legal practice I've worked, we're working with, actually well, we want our clients to come in and they can use our space or some of our space to actually work because they may be coming into London Central Town um, for a day because they're not just around the corner. So it's, it's looking at lots of, of different sort of elements mm. and actually sort of how that kind of works. works I, I like that, that way, but, um I, I like a phrase you use, the, the, the 3D jigsaw, and I can absolutely see that. I, I, I spoke about exactly this, this challenge. And of course, everyone's talking about returning to the office September and how many days they're doing. And uh, the broad balance I, I, uh, I seem to be hearing from, from our contacts and clients is um, we are moving towards... 60% in the office, 50 to 60% in the office. We're moving towards it, but we're doing it in really tiny baby steps. And one, one of the marketing directors I talked to this week said he was, he was sick of the way the firm was pussyfooting around, in, in his, his expression, among the of them. Uh, and another said um, he felt that the firm was being too, uh, too directive um, and, and, and slightly not giving enough, enough freedom. How, how, you know, how do firms manage that sort of that, that consultation so that it doesn't become this, this massive talking shop and Athenian democracy? How do they, how do they get to answers and then, and then give that vision without people feeling uncomfortable? It is a really, I mean, it's, that is the biggest challenge. That is the, the first step of, of, of the journey within, within, the, within our 3D jigsaw puzzle. And it's very much sort of um, how sort of, uh, sort of senior management and leaders how they actually want their companies to sort of look. Um, I think it's having a very clear idea of the fact that not necessarily a very sort of um, sort of concrete sort of like why we are going in this direction, but it does need some kind of um, quite strong leadership. And I think it's very much so once the decision is made and everyone is then behind that decision, and it's not knowing exactly sort of how we're going to get there. I mean that's always the, the, the exciting bit when, when we get involved is actually how we get to that that end goal or how we figure out how we're going to get to that, that end goal. Um, but as long as the fact that right, we're all on board, we're all going in this direction, there may be some, some turns that aren't quite right or the fact that we can kind of work it up because there is no rule book. And I think sort of up until now, people like rules and sort of we need to do this, that and everything else and what your peers have, uh, have done. And actually, it's all about the personal, um, sort of the company and also the people. Um, sort of communication, is, again, is, is key and also um, consulting as well. But then it's being really kind of quite... Um, disciplined internally with that communication and that sort of club, um and um, consultation it's actually there is a purpose to it and there's a and there's a reason for what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to achieve otherwise it does end up being designed by committee we've got 400 different opinions and they end up sort of just wandering around in, in circles so i think it's, it's, it's setting up some very clear goals that, that we want to achieve x y and z um and this is what we're trying to do and how are we going to do that um, is, is one of those kind of things to do it. And then it's then talking to people. And there are always going to be people sort of who, who are going to be resistant. And they're the ones that are most fun to work with because they're, they're <laughs> the people that love it. <laughs> That's well, a generous, way, generous way to put it. Yeah. So, so it's clarity around the goal, the vision, but flexibility yeah. around the journey there. That's the, the, Exactly. Because otherwise, there is, I say, there, is no, there is no right way and there is no wrong way. 
which yeah. is which for a lot of professional service companies a nightmare, especially for the, the lawyers. There is a right and a wrong way, and oh, you just got to go. Absolutely, and, and, and not only that, it's also um, they get so much comfort, uh, and I'm sure people on the on the call today feel this themselves. Uh, law, accountancy, management, consultancy. Uh, they love to know what peers are doing and they love to know that other people, other people like us have been faced with this dilemma and have taken this, this option. What, what, what are you seeing? I, am, I, imagine, I imagine there's not, uh, there's not a standard way of approaching this at the moment and, and you've got a bit of a spectrum. There is definitely. I mean, I think it's very much depending on, it comes down to real estate and it's, it, I think it depends where people are. Um, again, it comes where, where people are in the cycle of their, their tenancy. Um, it's kind of looking, do we want to take more space? Do we want to take less space? And we work with clients who are doing both. I, yeah. I think we've, we're working with, uh, with Louis Silkin, who are actually sort of reducing their footprint, um, but also sort of going more of a sort of progressive, um, agile, um, sort of um, hybrid sort of way of working, which is very different from way of working at the moment, because they're also that that's they want to be able to be seen to be able to doing something that is a little bit more revolutionary. Um, and they use revolution quite a lot in 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 the way of their messaging, the fact that we're actually going to push this a, a long way. Yes. And we have other, other firms that we see, like other firms like uh, Freshfields, who are actually adding more space in and adding back in offices because that seems to be the consensus from from that. So. And again, people say, well, that's really the that's sort of that's not the way of going. Again, it comes down to exactly how the firms actually want to uh, work and how the people want want to work. So yes. there, there are some that like to have their own offices or, or sort of more open space or more collaborative space. And there's a difference between whether it's focused work, it's concentrated work. You may not have the right sort of setup at home for those situations. The idea, well, if you need to be more um, concentrated, work at home. But if you live in a shared house with five housemates and no yes. no space. That, that gets very, very challenging, but also you want them to, be, to come in and work as a team as being collaborative. And I feel working in the creative industry, it's been challenging trying to create things over um, over sort of Zoom and et cetera from, from there. Actually standing up in a room and writing on the walls has been, in the last couple of months, has been, it's been great because we can actually do things um, rather than sort of doing, doing, doing them at home. And it's, it's getting those kind of boundaries back. And I think very much that looking looking at those kind of elements with a, well, how, how do we work? What we actually do? And um, what are our tasks that we require us to be within an office environment? Um, and that could end up being sort of a, num a number of different things, um, whether it is to say, going back to whether it's more focused or collaborative working, but then it's having a, the element of choice. And I think the fact that the, 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 before the pandemic, um, everyone was going agile and agile was seen as basically, okay, we can save some real estate sort of, um, we don't have to have so much space. But it was easy. You just put in some desks and some collaborative and everyone comes in when they're told to. Now, it's, so this becomes the 3D element of all of this, that, that people have that choice. They may want to work two days, three days, four days of work a week from home um, or only come into the office once or twice a month. So trying to actually incorporate all of those elements into it and also working with professional people who may be actually working at other client sites. So you've also taken that kind of, mm, that yeah. kind of um, very much sort of dynamic into it. So it's kind of looking really sort of what the main driver is of um, the, the people's main tasks are doing yeah. and how they actually do them. So it's taking the activity-based uh, sort of working and also and, and also the agile. And everything is agile now. You're either at home, someone's a client's office, your office, a coffee shop, that kind of thing from there. So it's, it's having that choice, but within sort of some sort of boundaries that enable a good, a good space. And I, am, I imagine, you know, as you talk about 
Freshfields and Lewis Silkin. And I know, I know some great people at both, but that, the choices they're making seem to reflect a little bit of, of the culture of those firms. One being, one being much more um, you know, about, about the future and revolutionary and one being a, a little bit more perhaps around uh, 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 um, reserved inter- and, and, and personal space. Um, and, and I suppose that's, that's going to become a sort of defining factor, both in terms of attracting employees and attracting clients, is, is seeing how, how, yeah. that, how that policy works. The one thing you said which, which really surprised me, uh, and I ha- of course it's obvious, but, but the, the most comment I've heard about the return has, has been quite simply uh, a, a sort of vulgar delineation that work will be for together time, uh, you know, heads up, collaboration, fun, and, and home if you, want to get, if you want to get stuff done, if you want to, if you want to work quietly. You're, you're saying that's, it's not quite that simple. It's not quite that binary. No, I think uh, I did a couple of small projects for some uh, marketing agencies last last year, and they were kind of like sort of 60, 70 people. And they were like, well, we just don't need that much space. It comes into the lease. Um, we can just sort of get rid of, uh, we don't need any desks. Like, well, actually, you do, because you, you, your age, your average age, age of, your, of your employees is around 32. So they're probably living in shared houses. They don't have, really have the, the right setup. It's not, it's not really compatible. So actually, they need, need to be able to come in to the office somewhere so they can work um, work well, as well as coming into doing the kind of collaborative spaces. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think as well as that, the, it's this knowledge share, and I think we're we're a danger of of not being able to sort of learn by osmosis. And I think it's when you're when you have junior people when you're working within your team, it's so much easier to they're sat beside you while you're trying to teach them something or they're trying to learn something that you can then actually show them or you need to do it like this this way or that way. Um, rather than them asking questions over Messenger. So it's kind of, people then feel I'm pestering someone because you're actually typing it across the screen. So it's this learning by osmosis and, and experience of them being around, which, which again, is difficult to force, but it's trying to sort of create environments where actually you can hear people what's going on. I think for us as well, when we all started coming back into the studio, is actually hearing what other people were doing on other projects that I wasn't working on. But when you're at home, you don't have that background noise. Of yeah. what else is happening, you're very much sort of only dealing with with the people that you work with on on a daily basis. So you get to know more, and that comes back to the culture element about what's going on further beyond your your horizon of actually what you do on a day to day basis. Um, and for some people, they're they they're, they're not worried about that at all. But but for other people, it's kind of a, being part of a, a, a bigger company and actually un- understanding what's going on and and yes. in that culture it builds it from from there. Um, and and I think very much the sort of with with that learning element that when you try to force people you're going to learn this for an hour today and an hour tomorrow i think when you try to sort of break that up it's it's, it becomes a little bit forced there's that whole kind of compulsory fun thing that sort of yeah again it's like the company's sort of okay we're doing a a, a zoom quiz and it's like i think people are kind of again it's forced rather than just being spontaneous and i think when you're in the office or you're with people spontaneity comes much more through and it becomes much more enjoyable. I mean, one of the words that we're really using now and working with some um, change consultants as well is the fact that it's now becoming all about the experience. It's the workplace experience. Okay. Um, and that could be very different for different people within, within a company because um, they, they have different sort of, um, sort of work, workflows and, and do different things. But 
it's all about understanding how everyone kind of sort of works together in a in a in a community and that collective and also how they interact so getting those bits right it's a challenge it's a real challenge and, and i love using the analogy of before covid before agile we so people used to create a, a, a container which an office was there's a container with desks in and people just went to it regardless they were just yeah. like that's what the norm was therefore when i get up in the morning i travel i go to this container i do my work and i come home whereas like now is the fact that people said well i don't have to go to that container so how are you going to get people into that container and want them to be in that container? Whereas before you were obliged to be there, whereas now is the fact that I want to be there. Yes. And I think that, yeah. that's the real flip. And it's making it a really, I don't want to use fun because it's sort of, it's the wrong kind of words to sort of use because it is professional. It's, it's an enjoyable and a good experience. And I think it's the same that we're seeing on other sectors of life, like in retail and hospitality. People are wanting experiences. So therefore we want an experience when we go to work. Yes, um, yes. not just do our, our, our job but also actually everything around it becomes much more enjoyable and actually people say well I like well, I like what I do um, it makes me happy it pays for bills um, and I like the people I work with and I like yeah. the environment yeah. so I think you, you make it sound so easy Sam you, you make it sound so easy but I know, I know. Bring it back to that, that whole kind of well-being and it's the, and, and, and again well-being is a buzzword that's being thrown around left right and center and I think it's the fact that you it's it's a harmony of, of lots of different elements that actually and it's balanced and I think good well-being is balanced of like I can work from home I can work from here I can commute when I need to I can go and pick my kids up and take my dog for a walk I can yes. I can look after my other parents all of these things now become into the norm of just actually like it just everything kind of slots in uh, rather than it being sort of listening sort of people oh nine to five is dead i said well probably is but sort of i don't think a lot of people have never worked nine to five so yeah. actually you're trying to fit things around at sort of your life but also creating some bands some boundaries i think yes. one of the downsides of, of the last 18 months is that we've lost any sense of boundary between actually that work-life balance is actually work has taken over life honestly because we didn't have anything else to do because we we're all locked in our homes um but is that 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 then kind of needs to change where you're where you're always on or the fact that actually now I'm going to work a bit later or I'm actually going to go out for a um, for the afternoon or I'm going to do this or I'm going to go for a meeting so it's it's again being being quite sort of key with that and the one thing I have to say that, that the pandemic has really pushed pushed things on further which before is trust um yep. is that the employees people had to there was no one at Trust was really pushed forward. And I think that was always when people were working from home before, it's like, do, are they trusted of actually doing their, their task? And again, it comes down to that good management of um, and sort of uh, performance management and setting goals and, and knowing what, what wanting to do. People will do it. Um, so you're not having sort of a big brother over your shoulder all, all the time. If there are deliverables and deadlines, and then that's the, that's the way of, of working. And I think a lot of people will stick to that. How they get, again, to go up with analogy, how you get to that end goal before it was always a very straight line um, that was very monotonous and everybody was trudging across it. There's, there's, there's great images of thousands of people walking across London Bridge. I always love yes, those images, yes, yes. which everyone's trudging in the same direction. There's one person walking in the other direction, but now people are walking all over the place, yes, but they're yes. still getting to the same goal. And I think that you're, you can choose now how you want to do that. And I think there's um, employers um, and, and, and business leaders actually sort of, they need to create spaces to allow people to do that yep. um but it's i say it's, it's a challenging one because it's not it's not it's not there is no right answer 
Yeah, um, no, think- no, there's not. Sam, I'm, I'm conscious of time. It, it, 20 minutes has, has flown in uh, at, yes. at speed of Concord. Uh, but uh, what two points I'd like to very quickly put you. You, you talk about trust. Surely, um, you know, when I used to work for a large accountancy firm, there were bits of the building I just couldn't get into because I, I had to ring a bell and I had to, you know, check before I went and saw the, the people in transaction services or corporate finance. Um, how, how are firms dealing with that sort of thing in this sort of revolutionary setup? Uh, is it, are you seeing answers yet? Or are they asking the right questions? I think because people are very much at the, at the beginning of it, it comes down to the compliance and, and, and Chinese walls and how do you deal with that where if you've got people in the same company, if they're in a certain section of the building, you know they've got to be there. And that's still, that's still happening. Um, some of the, the big banks, they still get people back in because there is a compliance issue. Yeah. Um, and also but when you're working with, with uh, clients who've got very market sensitive information, those kind of things from there, it's having those areas where, okay, we've got certain bits certain sort of um, anchor points within workplaces that these are for these elements because we require them and compliance requires them. But other areas, we can be much more flexible. So it's it's really taking a very analytical look at how people's companies and and, and businesses work, what is the requirement, how everybody does their job, and then trying to fix it all together. And again, so then, so it doesn't become this great big Jenga. So therefore, you take one bit, it all falls over. It 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 really is that they become stronger because you're actually catering to lots of different people's needs without upsetting everyone, but also without going too crazy because you do need to have some some level of sort of streaming and making sure otherwise. The, the, again, this the, going back to the idea of the, wanting people to be um, um, sort of flexible. But then you don't want to have an office where, okay, well, two days a week, there are three people in and I've got an office for 2,000. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's, it, it, and that, that is the challenging thing at the moment is trying to work out how you actually manage the inflow of, of people. So people's experience when they do turn up is not negative. Because the worst thing you want to do is to create this great office, turn up and 100, 120% capacity on, on day one because everyone wants to see it. Yeah. And that, that, is, that is the key. And it comes down to good etiquette and good, good messaging about how people are actually working in that space. Great, great. Final, final thing, and just very briefly, Sam, you're in the office today. What, what for you personally has been the biggest attraction to get back into the office? Um, space, uh, people, um, and also variety. Um, yes. and, it's just, and that those for me have been the three, the three big things. Yeah. Um, and also just getting out in the morning and just getting and sort of not just wearing slacks, sort of joggers, getting on and putting on <laughs> <laughs> Sam, it, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you today. Uh, thank you. you, you I know you've, you've stepped in at short notice for, for Pendrick Brown, who, who is, who, who is uh, rather rudely looking after a client today, I know. Uh, but Sam, uh, it's been really interesting talking to you and, and hearing your view from, from the front line with the professional firms. Thank you very much. That's great. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Speak soon. Bye-bye.